0: Welcome back to the Feminine Critiques coverage of Fear Itself, the show that nobody else is probably ever going to cover again. Uh, On today's episode, we are talking about Rob Schmidt's The Spirit Box.
1: Ooh, spooky.
0: spooky. Uh, And it's like October and stuff, so, you know, seasonal. This finally all makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Totally. Uh, Had you seen this episode before? No. I just dropped my remote out of anger. That's how I felt about you having not watched The Spirit Box before apparently I
1: hadn't seen The vast vast majority Of these I think I saw like The two I said I saw which I can't Be bothered to remember
0: what those were (laughs) I'm sure Eater Um, was one but I don't remember the other
1: (laughs) I, I never Like I don't Did this even air? I was gonna say say, I think we've rounded
0: the corner of the episodes that never aired on NBC because the so Fear itself debuted in the summertime, which I don't understand. Um, They it got interrupted by the Olympics, which they always knew was going to happen. Like with the exception of
1: didn't sneak up on it. No, no, no. With
0: the exception of this year and the year that the U.S. boycotted, we've never not had the Olympics when we were supposed to have the Olympics. So odd that they would even plan that why not hold it and wait until October and promote it during the Olympics right use that time when you have a million million extra eyes watching your content to say new show coming out and Mm -hmm. and no they didn't so I think these are the episodes that just eventually landed on like fear.net and then on DVD and at one point, they, this show was streaming somewhere. It is now on the Roku channel um, in a very confusing order and not in a way that we'd recommend watching it. But mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: although, again, you guys finally saw, I I posted on Facebook the hell <laughs> I have to go through. I went ahead and bought the eleven dollar complete series on DVD from Amazon. There is a fancier collector's edition. I did not get that. Uh, I got the one that's readily available and. I've said it before, but I'll say it again because it really has affected my life. None of the episodes are labeled; they are labeled A and/or Disc One, Side A, Side B. Nobody has listed out what is on which of these sides, so I have to put every DVD in and go through the five-minute menu until I get to the episode titles. So now you guys see what I go through. It's on Facebook if you were curious. Anyway.
1: How long did has, had it been taking you to find the right episode? How oh. many times have you had to do that?
0: Well, it's a good kind of, it's like playing the game of Clue, where it's that process of elimination, right? Yeah. So once I realized I would have to do this, I just started writing. So I put a DVD in, and like the first disc was Spooked and Eater. And so I wrote down 1A, Spooked, 1A, Eater, so that eventually, when it was time to get back to Eater, I could find it. So it was kind of like as I would put each disc in I would um, like even if I would put it in And it would be two episodes that weren't the episodes I was supposed to watch But I would write down which disc they were on So that I would know going back where to look mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So once I got like more than half From there it was a little easier to grab And for whatever reason um, The last one, two, three, four, five episodes are in order It was Skin and Bones, Chance, Echo, Spirit Box Circle. Like, I don't know why. The last five, they kept in order. So thanks, somebody. Although, really, it would have been much easier if the first parts were in order. But anyway, my rant (laughs) is ended. Clearly, we have a lot to say about this episode.
1: Um, I loved it. I
0: liked it actually. It,
1: it's it might be like I said, New Year's Day was probably my favorite one, and it still might be. But this is this is super high up there for me. I really, really liked this episode. This
0: episode surprised me so much because I, I mean, I don't think it's a a great forty five minutes of TV, but it's it's solid. And what is shocking about it to me? I'm watching this. I'm like, this is. We talk about this, uh, like, subgenre a lot, and it's a subgenre I think you and I both really like, that as women in horror, we've always had to defend, it's slumber party horror. Yeah. Like, it is really, it is about teenage girls, it is perfectly made for teenage girls, and it's not, like, not wimping out on anything, it's just very much a story about these two teenage girls, what happened with them. And it's done in a perfectly acceptable PG-13 manner that I was so surprised this is what, especially Rob Schmidt, who, um, so Rob Schmidt, best (laughs) known for Wrong Turn. And then Mm -hmm. we talked about him last season, Masters of Horror season two. He did, uh, I can't remember the name of the episode. Right to Die. Right to Die. That's right. Last week you couldn't remember. Um, And this is the episode (laughs) that was just so... It was fu- you liked it more than I did. I I didn't like it, but it was very gory and sexy for it. Or not sexy, but like sex in it for the sake of being these things. It yeah. felt it felt very much of oh I I can make whatever I want. I just made wrong turns, so I better better up it. And this is completely opposite. It is so restrained and not that at all. It
1: it is, and I had to look again to make sure this was the episode I thought it was Mm. because it was it was very uh it was very it was it was good and like character centered in a really interesting unexpected way yeah so this is so I I know that you didn't really like right to die but, like, there was things about Right to Die where I felt like, we, we've said this a million times going through all these, but I felt like Rob Schmidt got the assignment. Mm-hmm. Whether or That's not fair. I like what he turned in, I don't know, maybe it, everything about it wasn't to my taste, but he I felt like he understood the objective. Mm-hmm. And we got, like, a, like a zany, pacey... Like sometimes gross mm-hmm. thing. That's fair. And I and I was like okay. And it felt I and I might have rewind the tapes. I might have said it felt like a Tales from the Crypt or something. You probably did. Um, because it was so like sticky. <laughs> it <laughs> has that like a very come-up-and-see,
0: right. Very yeah, had, everybody is kind of a bad person, so they're all being punished yeah. for things that they should be punished for.
1: But in this one has the. Nice try, asshole. Ending. Yeah, and 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 I again feel like somebody got the got the objective and and knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and I there's some some shit reviews on IMDb for this. I but bet. Like, yeah, I, I I don't honestly. My one critique is I wish it was a ninety minute movie. Hmm. I it was there was so fucking much here i was expanding it adding characters like oh wouldn't it be cool if i would have well i appreciated the efficiency of storytelling i also was like this could be a late 90s kevin williamson adapted lois duncan book this felt like totally like a like a lois duncan story in that like there's this so, Lois, I, I don't know how much of her you've read, but
0: like not much. I was more of a for me, me, Christopher Pike was my jam at, at that that era. but for those who oh, don't know, Lois too. Duncan I... wrote wrote "I know what you did last summer," and yeah. was a peer of R L Stein and Christopher Pike and wrote kind of similar, very, you know, um young teen based uh, horror and suspense,
1: yeah, and I was definitely a Christopher Pike or Fear Street person. R.L. Stinefear Street mm-hmm. person, but so I didn't read Lois Duncan until I was much older, but I went on a tear of just reading those books, and there's always a, or there's many times a, a somewhat normal thing that ends up being supernatural, or a, a, a supernatural-seeming thing that ends up being innocuous and normal, like, oh, this crystal ball was never... A thing that you could see the future, and you just, you know, something but like it had big that energy because if the the plot is uh,
0: Anna Kendrick, baby Anna Kendrick, too- oh love it! I love Anna Kendrick so much. Um, she's
1: and she's like so tiny she's and baby, a baby. Face, This is 24. in between.
0: It's in between Twilight and Up in the Air.
1: Yeah, she's like twenty four, and she, they're like high school students.
0: <laughs> you sure should like, go with great. it.
1: I mean, sure, why not? right? Yeah. <laughs> but babe, baby Anna Kendrick is in this, and her the other female lead is actually Nora West on the Flash uh, television show. Uh, so she's extremely famous
0: now Mm -hmm. I did not know her I didn't recognize her at all um but I really liked her and I thought like she's ooh. I I hope she has a I'm glad to see that she does have a career I just didn't know about
1: yeah she like that she's very popular on that that show too which is which is great she's phenomenal in this and Anna Kendrick is is like a like a high school goth and it's so cute and her her bedroom is so spooky and she always wears black and she has the most stupid jewelry and it's the most beautiful <laughs> lovely thing in every scene she has different jewelry and I was like whoever is styling her fucking is like gets just it. reveling in it yeah
0: because that's she, what you she... did at that age like that that's I wasn't big <laughs> yes. on fat like I I had a period like in middle school where I was really into like dressing wacky but by high school, I wasn't. But my jewelry always did. Like, it was whatever the cool trinket at the mall was. Like, that was important to me.
1: It, and it's it's funny. And it felt very, like, yeah, uh, this is what's happening. And uh,
0: it, it's... And it's, a, it's... it's Like, I wondered almost if they're, like, looking at who's behind it. There's Rob Schmidt, who's very much a dude. And the screenplay mm-hmm. is by uh, Joe Gangami. Gangami? Gange- 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 Wrote, who wrote, who's a dude, who wrote um, Windchill, which I never saw, mm. um, and Stonehurst like Asylum, which I know a lot of people talked about because it came out, like, on Netflix a few years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, Windchill's good. Okay. I've never um, seen it. Um,
1: Windchill's an Emily Blunt movie for anybody that's not staring at IMDb right <laughs> no. now. But, yeah, like, <laughs> I almost is, wondered. It be- I was
0: like, because this just feels so... Appropriately teenage girl that it really I was surprised that it didn't have a female voice on that side of it because I would have totally bought that a a woman wrote or directed this
1: for for sure and what what again this goes to prove windchill you know female lead again and I thought that was great it men can write and direct women mm-hmm. if they give give the tiniest fuck about yeah. it and maybe like talk to a woman that that's that's they're directing or something. I don't know. Like it's doable everyone. <laughs> I don't yeah. come here to just shit on male creators. Like a lot of times they seem inept and like they don't give a shit. But this didn't feel like that.
0: <laughs> no, it it felt like it was made by somebody who had who was listening to teenage girls. It,
1: it was it, in so it is very um, small and childlike in a lot of ways. Um, because Anna Kendrick gets, should we, are we spoiling it right off? Yeah, I guess, like a
0: tw- yeah, I mean, clearly we both recommend it, so while this is one that probably like, probably one of the least watched episodes, because it didn't air on TV, and and it has a, a low IMDb rating, and every every man that reviewed it probably hated it, but yeah. we're both saying to watch it, so people watch it, and then come listen, let's talk about what actually happens in the episode. It's,
1: it's like I said, it's very EC comics, it's very... Um, I don't know, even, no, not like, uh, it's too, not Are You Afraid of the Dark, because that's way too childlike, mm. but it, there's something that's very It's Fear Street, maybe. Uh-uh. Yeah, very Campfire Story-ish yep. to this. Um, so Anna Kendrick, and, um, whose name is Shelby, uh, and her friend Becca.
0: Um,
1: I can't ever <laughs>
0: say the name Shelby without immediately saying, Shelby, drink your juice! <laughs> it's, just, it's a it's a it's a reaction i just can't stop it so i apologize she'll just,
1: she'll just be anna kendrick yes. so they're they're besties and it's all cute and well and good and they decide to make an impromptu spirit board aka ouija board uh, out of a pizza box which is maybe one of the best things i ever. love it
0: yes and and uh and a old uh, flip phone
1: a cell phone as the planchette it was and this is the thing you know what i hate when you pretend that you're not in in modern day and I like when things are updated to current circumstances and situations. So it was cute and fun to see them do this. Mm-hmm. So they they make a spirit board out of a pizza box. And then the spirit board board is like, hey, I'm a girl that you went to school with and you thought I had suicides, but it was actually murder. Um, come solve my <clears throat> murder. And you're like, oh, this is fucking cool, right? Yeah, <laughs> this, is cool, this is a cool setup. So, um, uh, Mark Pellegrino is also on this. Yep, who you've in seen this. in everything? Um, Supernatural. I don't watch that, but I Dexter, know Dexter, Buffy. <sighs> he's just in stuff, and and Lost is an, also yep. a name of a show. Um, but he's in this, and he's a teacher at their school, and he. Is inappropriate with Anna Kendrick Mm -hmm.
0: because she (laughs) and this was done really well. Like it, it you know, yes. Anytime there's like a male teacher and a female student, like it's so often that you go there, but it was done so well where it was, you know, he's not really being like crossing a line, but clearly he's he's saying things that are not that are that are there she doesn't really know how to handle it um like it's it was I thought very restrained and realistic to what that's like like and hey I don't know I don't know if you had you had it I certainly did like we were all teenage girls in school who had that teacher that talked to you like that and you just didn't know what to do about it so you did exactly what Anna Kendrick did which is just kind of be like uh-huh, uh-huh, okay bye. yeah yeah it was it was
1: really good and they set up this whole thing where, like, oh, Mark Pellegrino, are you being like super weird or just like a little weird right. because murderous weird to, or what? He used to date her, her dead mom, and he's like, "You remind me so much of your mom." And you're like, "So, wait, are you being just like kind of not yeah. okay?" So, but but as we move forward, we we get clues of who, from this dead girl. Emily, I believe, her and name and was. her name yes, her name was Emily, and
0: here's something I loved about this. So when they're doing the Ouija board, and she spells her name out as the letters M L E, which I my in high school when we used to joke about like what our rap names would be, I said mine would be the notorious M L E, and I would write it out as initials. So I was I really liked Emily, obviously. I, I
1: thought it I thought it was when she had an Italian thing. last
0: name. So I'm like, hey, I take this chick. She Super could be me. Clever.
1: Yeah. Super clever, Emily mm-hmm. D'Angelo um, I thought that was Really cute and clever and like Okay, so this is like This knows its audience and stuff And Or its intended audience, I don't know Who its audience actually ended up being No one but, sadly, um, yeah. <laughs> so we, we Get all these clues and things are like Getting more and more supernatural And, and we the, the Spirit board tells us that mark pellegrino's teacher character killed this little girl and becca becca and and uh shelby break into his house and at one point becca like regurgitates a necklace of emily's and Mm. it's really escalating at a fast yeah there's some
0: spooky things (laughs) happening
1: (laughs) and and uh shelby anna kendrick gets gets trapped in uh, Mark Pellegrino's house. And her and cell
0: phone rings on silent, but it vibrates, and he hears it because people in horror movies never remember that vibration is hearable.
1: Yeah, you hear that? crazy in so movies he, when they do that. He hears it. You know what? His character is. You, you're like, wait a second. I don't know how I feel about this. And then Anna Kendrick is like, oh, I, I am now caught in this man's house. What do I do? I need to pivot. So she starts. Like hitting on him And I thought that was Just
0: very That well was great <laughs> Yep And, and, and Anna I'm, Kendrick Is so good at that Kind of Performance yeah. uh,
1: She's very Anna kendrick Yes And if you
0: don't If you're like
1: I don't dig her shtick Well I question uh, then, Your taste level Exactly But also It's great So whatever yeah. And then So I was like, oh, Mark Pellegrino, because I kind of saw the twist, actually Zach did, but I kind of saw what was going to happen coming, and then as it ramped up, I was like, oh, I can clearly see what they're setting up, and I like it. Mm -hmm. So I was like, Mark Pellegrino, I kind of feel bad, but he's all like, yeah, I'm into you hitting on me, tiny little girl, Mm -hmm. Um, and it was awful, and so when he fell down the stairs and cracked his neck, I liked it.
0: Sure, he was still a bad dude. He was still serially, uh, statutory raping young women.
1: We didn't know that. We thought, oh, how friendly. Is he just being weird and inappropriate because he truly does miss this woman that he once loved. And when he sees this young girl, he has conflicting weird feelings that maybe he should uh, tamp down better. Or is he a serial, uh... Yeah, Harasser and, and I don't know Predator. Child yeah. rapist but, And you know what it's the latter So yeah. it's okay when his head spins halfway around Um, <laughs> And So we all he's dead and we're all Like oh good we finally figured out Who killed Emily it's this Teacher and then uh, It wasn't it was Becca Becca mm-hmm. killed that girl and Planted and, and it was so fun Because there's this scene very Early on where um Anna Kendrick, her dad's Martin Donovan And he's a police officer Who was also she, in Right to Die Which I did like She steals files for this this girl's uh, You know, autopsy And she's telling Becca Oh, you know, she had this in her system Well, uh, sleeping pills And Becca's like, yeah, I looked it up They're sleeping pills or whatever They don't make them anymore And she was like, how would you get her to take sleeping pills? And Becca was like, oh, just just dissolve it in some booze Probably <laughs> And I was like, "Oh, this girl's real smart." Mm-hmm. And then it comes around at the end that she knew because she did it. Yeah, well, and
0: she was very smart.
1: She was very. She smart, was awesome. The... Like, but I do want think...
0: a movie about her as a murderer.
1: But, 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 I, I, for a minute, I was like, "This girl is just." I like how none of these tropes get to get to breathe because these are smart kids. Yeah, because like when they're at the spirit board she thinks Anna Kendrick rightfully thinks that the spirit board is spelling murder with initials again. And it's actually spelling Mr. Drake. And Becca has to say, no, it was Mr. Drake. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And I was like, "Hmm, yes, this is very funny.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And then, um, you know, she thinks she's going to get away with it. And she almost does. If it wasn't for that darn ghost,
1: she gets all the way to Taiwan. Yep. She's like, Hi Anna Kendrick. I'm in Taiwan. They don't have an extradition extradition treaty with the US. uh fuck you. I don't care who you tell this yep. is where I live and then legitimately terrifying ghost Emily yeah pops out from under the dash of the car. It was horrifying. this would have scarred me for life if I saw this as a kid.
0: <laughs> yeah and it's like yeah and and so it it's really satisfying. <laughs>
1: Because she you get you get an interesting story with interesting characters that are fleshed out and and good performances
0: and and that both of the girls are interesting and not not stereotypes Mm -hmm. not like Becca's a cheerleader and Shelby is kind of you know spooky nerd and they're friends, and, like, that's treated fine, and, like, you know, you, you get the sense that, oh, maybe um, Becca was using uh, Anna Kendrick a little bit, but at the same time, like, it worked out. Like, they were, f- like, they were both completely rounded out teenage girls, which is not something you often get, especially not something you often get by male writers and directors. Mm-hmm. And you're right, this could have been expanded. Like I the more you're saying it, like you're right, because Anna Kendrick had a whole thing going on with um her dad and her mom and Becca clearly like there was more to you know, Becca um, you know, was bilingual and like travelled and rich and all this stuff and like really kind of elegant and cool. Like I do want more of Becca. Yeah, it was
1: um it was interesting and different and not what I expected, and I was uh Yeah. Excited. Yeah, a really pleasant yeah. surprise. Yeah, it was it was good and and it did things that I was hoping it was going to do and then it surprised me in other places. I I think that this is I don't know if I've been this excited. I mean because I had seen New Year's Day, so maybe mm-hmm. I would have been this excited if I hadn't seen it twice or three times already, but I think this is the most exciting
0: one for me of this series. Interesting. Um I'm it's going to be very, you know, in another at some point soon we're gonna do our rankings and i am really curious where both of ours are gonna fall because right now i have no idea um where i would really rank everything i mean this one definitely ranks very high for me
1: yeah it i'm trying to remember the name of that one from uh masters of horror fair hair child not fair hair, chi- yeah. Maybe it was it fair hair child? Yeah, it probably was. So yes, this, this is, to me
0: feels similar in like tone and everything else yeah. to that one.
1: I this was definitely my fair hair child of this series. I, I think. can see that. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it makes me kind of rethink uh, Rob Schmidt and think like, oh, I don't know, what else? What else can you do that you haven't done <laughs> yet? It it was just so
1: competently done and just really restrained. And like I yeah. said, there was so like. Some of these, oh boy, we might be talking about it with the next episode. Some of these feel so thin and so like inefficient and just so. I don't know what your what is this story and why are you telling it? If if you only have forty minutes and you can't tell the story in forty minutes, why are you doing this? This one mm. felt like, oh yeah, you got you got forty minutes worth of material to show me and you're gonna slam it into my face. Thank
0: yeah. you. It's interesting. I'm looking at Rob Schmidt's filmography because he hasn't made much. And after, like, I mean, wrong term was kind of a big breakout for him. But he didn't. He did Alphabet Killer, which we talked about before, is kind of a yeah. kind of a dud. And it might have been a disappointment. I don't know. Um, but after that, he actually moved to TV. And the thing that he's worked the longest on is a show called Your Worst Nightmare, which is oh. on um, like it's it's a crime show. That's all like You know A real event With reenactments And people talking And it's just so interesting That that's where He went Because I think For most filmmakers It's the reverse They kind of start there And then go into film yeah. Um But I mean In a way I Like This This is probably The best thing I've seen That he's done And The format Is so particular And limiting And yet Maybe that's Something that's good For him As a, as a filmmaker Mm-hmm yeah. Very fascinating. I don't know. All right.
1: <laughs> well, I definitely enjoyed it. Same and, same. And uh I uh I don't know. I wouldn't have ever s- suspected. I thought that there was going to be something in this to make me go ugh.
0: Yeah, I just this, this. didn't think to look forward to this at all. Yeah. And then it, once, because it, I'm like, ah, Rob Schmidt, not not a guy I love. I've never heard anybody talk about this episode. And then, and then as soon as Anna Kendrick showed up, I was like, oh, Anna Kendrick's I'm like, well, at least at least that's gonna it, be watchable.
1: We, exactly because there, you get a lot of mileage of just how naturally charismatic and likable so she good. is.
0: Um, yeah. she is one of my go-to's when I am reading and casting a book. Um, anytime it is a young woman who is like supposed to just, you know, like, where she's not overly physically described, like, 90% of the time in my mind, I'm like, okay, that'll be Anna Kendrick. It's either Anna Kendrick or Lauren Ambrose circa Six Feet Under era, like, one of the two of them always.
1: <laughs> yeah, That's interesting. Yeah, she's very, she's very likable, and it's nice to see her being likable, and it's nice that she did one of these, and she, they gave her something to do, like, she yeah. actually... Uh, there's just so many fucking setups in this. I would like to talk to somebody about about expanding this script. There's so many setups. Like that the swimming stuff and the locker room stuff, we didn't even talk about that. True. That is like a whole section of scenes in this movie I'm writing in my head. It is yeah. it is very I know what you did last summer esque. There's just so many like of that era of horror that you can pull out. It would be very satisfying to see yeah. a movie of this story. <laughs>
0: Agreed, agreed. I'm very surprised to say it, but yeah, completely. Yeah. Well, so there you go. All right. Well, everybody. I, I loved it. Ten out of ten. <laughs> you you heard it here first, everyone. Get get to it. Get your spirit box on. When next we meet, we're going to be talking about echoes, 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 echoes. echoes. Wait, Fritzy,
2: what in there. the hell are you doing here? Well, I need to be discussing stopping the show, and I just thought how disappointed all the kids would you be. You
0: scheming little
2: bitch! Please, singing, I'm a child.
0: A you think for once? I'll
2: oh, save the speech, Rummy. She's Is fucked. I'm ready, and the goddamn show must go on. Uh, so let's get cracking, shall we? <laughs> to that.